You are listening to That Big CEO Energy, where we talk all things business, life, marriage, and push you to a new edge of discovering what that big CEO energy means for you. Listen, I understand that we have barriers that we carry from when we were once employees, and those have impacted us as we continue to build our businesses. I'm here to walk alongside you and give you encouragement through interviews with friends and other women in business who have broken down those barriers and paved their own way. Tune in with me as we uncover some of the unconscious things that we do that keep us from building that big CEO energy we've always dreamed about. Let's dive in. Today, we're going to deep dive into the importance of self-reflection, exploring passions, identifying your core values, embracing your unique strengths, and seeking meaningful connections on our journey to really find our why. Self-reflection, like, it's a seemingly simple practice, right? It holds incredible power in uncovering what our true purpose is. And when we take the time to reflect on our values, our passions, and our interests, it really allows us to gain a deeper understanding of ourselves. It prompts us to ask profound questions like, what truly matters to me? What brings me joy and fulfillment? What am I naturally good at? And by exploring these questions, we begin to really unlock the driving forces that give our lives purpose. It's in the depths of self-reflection that we discover our innermost desires and dreams. And so when we peel back these layers and examine our experiences, our strengths, and our aspirations, this process not only helps us really align what our actions are with our passions, but it also provides a compass that guides us towards a more fulfilling life. Now, I want to shift our focus a little bit in what it is by exploring our passions. And our passions really ignite a sense of excitement and enthusiasm within us. And they really have been something that I have tried to circle back to in my life and really pull out like what brings me true joy and what gets me excited for the day. And many of you know, or if you follow me on social media, you know that when I was growing up, I I rode horses pretty much since I could walk. You know, as soon as I started walking, I was put on a horse. And I had a horse up until my senior year of high school. And well, right before my senior year of high school, and I kind of was forced to sell it. And so life then switched gears, and I got pregnant. I had my daughter. And because I was really trying to focus on my career and what I thought would be a corporate ladder that I would climb, and ultimately, you know, I was a single mom for many years, so I was trying to make it, right, as we all are when we're kind of put in a position where it's sink or swim. And so I lost kind of that piece of me, which was riding horses. And so there was a time last year that I was hemming and hawing for quite some time about getting a horse. And 
it just came down to, I'm either going to do it or I'm not going to do it. And I really had to explore, is it still a passion of mine? Is it something that still gets me excited? Is it something that still is in, enthusing to me? And at the end of the day, the resounding answer was yes, because many times throughout my life, I really, really wanted a horse and it just wasn't a financial investment that I could make. And once I got myself to the position of being financially responsible enough to have one, it still was this burning desire that I had. And don't get me wrong, I am not out here on a show circuit. I am not out here, you know, trying to be somebody in the horse world. I just wanted a companion. And I felt like engaging in this hobby and engaging in this activity that would capture my interests really would allow me to explore uncharted territories within myself and really explore hidden talents maybe that were brewing. And honestly, there is a part that when you use sort of the left side of your brain, if if that is your career, more of the tactical side, and you are kind of having to be that throughout the week, it can be hard to shift to the right side of your brain where you're a little more creative and just a little more free-flowing. And I found myself throughout the years having kind of that block and having the block of being able to relax or being able to just do something different or getting excited about different parts of my life because I was just having to be quote unquote on all the time and it became taxing. So finding this avenue of something completely different, but also slightly familiar, which I was, you know, passionate about all growing up was really interesting to see how it started to pave my work a little bit differently and how I started showing up a little bit differently and how my personality has kind of changed also as I've gotten older. And so it really is about finding that passion that you may not be aware of. And for some people, that looks like taking up pottery or going to you know, those painting classes, the paint and sip or whatever those are, and they find out like, I'm not a half bad painter. I can get down with this. My point is when you shift your focus into exploring passions or at least trying something different, it allows you to really get in to explore the different sides of you that maybe maybe you've never known that you've had before. And it really is you know, exploring passions really is about stepping outside of your comfort zone and being open to new experiences, travel, whatever that looks like. But it's in these moments of exploration that we often stumble upon unexpected interests and talents. And by following this curiosity, we really get to broaden our horizons and create opportunities for personal growth and self-discovery. It's really exploring passions, not only that adds richness and fulfillment to our lives, but also provides us with valuable insights into what truly resonates with us at our soul level. 
our core values are sort of the guiding principles that shape our lives, right? And they are the compass that sort of helps us navigate the choices that we make and the end goals that we pursue. Taking the time to identify and prioritize core values is a vital step in aligning our actions with our true purpose. When we get really serious about what we value in life and what is unwavering for us, I think it defines who we are and what we stand for. But when our actions and goals align with our values, we experience a profound sense of fulfillment and meaning. And it's really important to reflect on questions like, what principles do I hold dear? What do I stand for? And by living in alignment with our core values, we cultivate authenticity and lead more purpose-driven lives. So when we talk about finding our purpose and finding passions and journaling through sort of this self-reflection moment to get us to understand what our core values are, it allows us to really identify and honor those core values that provide a solid foundation for finding our why and really living a life that's true to ourselves. So as I'm moving into 40, slowly, I'm, I'm not quite there. I'm, I'm 38 this year. But as I continue to think about like, what does 40 look like? To put it in perspective, when I'm 40, I will have a 20-year-old. And she will be ending her second year of college. And I've said it before, but I'll, I'll reiterate that my husband and I are very close to being empty nesters. And while I am so very excited about that, about the next chapter of my life, I'm also trying to find what are the core values that I'm going to carry with me as a mom that is now an adult mom, that it has adult children, and I now get to be fully embraced to myself. I want to say that our core values, they can change over time. When you are a teenager, right, the things that you value the most, those are different than the things that you value in your 20s. There still will be core principle values that you carry with you throughout your life. Some of those are influenced by your family, your heritage, your ethnicity, your background, the way that you grew up. And so there are core fundamental things that you will just carry with you. But then there's this other piece that comes along with maturity, comes along with the experiences that we have throughout our, our adulthood, maybe when we're teens and high school, things like that. Those core values come at different times of our life. And I've tried to make it my mission, and I encourage you to do the same, that Outside of your, you know, subset of core values, the oscillating core values that you find, let those change. Let those change you. Let those be influenced by the research that you do based on whether or not you're going to carry something as a core value. 
But you have to put in that work, right? You have to use that strength to be able to look back and say, okay, what are these that I carry? I think it makes the most sense, right? When we reflect back on core values, I think it comes back to those key questions of what are the principles that I hold dear? And as I continue to think about that, sort of when I'm approaching 40, it's like, what are the principles that I'm going to hold dear? You know, a lot of my life that I've known for 20 years is going to get left behind. What are the things that I stand for now as a 40-year-old person that doesn't have children in the house? What am I in alignment with here? And I think it's appropriate to ask those while you're sort of doing this self-discovery because you want to position yourself in such a way that you embrace your unique strengths as a critical aspect of discovering your why. And your strengths really are reflected through those core values. So each one of us, you know, we possess sort of our innate abilities and talents that make us unique to our family, that make us unique as a person, that make us unique to the outside world. And so recognizing and celebrating these strengths is really key to unlocking the full potential that we have. Our strengths are often the gateway to finding our purpose, reflecting on what comes naturally to us, what we excel at, and and what makes us feel empowered allows us to find avenues where we make a meaningful impact. And by utilizing our strengths, we're not only finding fulfillment, but we also get to contribute to the world in ways that align to our true selves. Embracing our unique strengths enables us to make a difference and find that deeper satisfaction in all of our endeavors. Lastly, I think one of the the best things that we can do to, to find our why is by making meaningful connections that play a significant role in our journey by engaging in conversations and interactions with individuals who inspire us and share those similar values. What I would also say that If you are struggling to find kind of core values and as you're doing your research about what matters to you, it's also an encouragement to have conversations that aren't like-minded with you, that maybe can share some experiences or provide insights and guidance and inspiration to some of the things that are challenging you. I feel like sometimes we've lost our connection with each other in such a way that we don't have deep, meaningful conversations on hard things. And I know that's kind of hard to hear. And I know some people will say, what do you mean? Like, we have hard conversations all the time. But most conversations end up with, if you are not siding with what I'm siding with, we're just going to not talk about it. And it usually comes with an underlining of like, now I'm going to distance myself because you don't align with what I said, or you don't agree with what I said. And I'm going to share something with you. It is possible for 
you to have a different perspective and also share that different perspective with someone else without trying to change their mind. We get to have conversations with people that are not like us. We get to learn other people's values and what they hold near and dear to ourselves. And we might not agree with them, but so what? That doesn't make them a bad person unless, you know, like they're all for murder or whatever. Like those things, obviously, not good. But if they don't align with your political values or they don't align with some of the other things that, you know, you do in life, that's okay. That doesn't make them a terrible person or like you can't find common ground. I think it's really, really hard these days to show up in a conversation and be raw and authentic with someone knowing that on the other side, it's going to be met with criticism, whether it's outwardly or inwardly. And so if you are a person that struggles with engaging in conversations that are hard because you feel like nobody is going to listen to you, I encourage you to just show up again to that conversation with an open heart and a mind for listening to hear instead of listening to respond. Because when you listen to hear someone, it is a much powerful conversation. Listen, me and my husband do not get along on some things. And I wouldn't say that we don't get along. That's probably not the right usage. What I would say is we disagree on a lot of, honestly, important fundamental things that people would probably get divorced over. Some political things, some personal things. But I feel like at the end of the day, we both show up to the conversation with the best intentions of of mind, we show up seeing the absolute goodness in in each other, in that person, and we show up with an open mind to learn about their perspective and not change their mind. I think that's where a lot of relationships sort of take the left turn into the ditch is because we're not having the compassion to show up. Instead, what we're saying is, I'm going to show up to change someone's mind. Nobody needs their mind changed. If they want it changed, they get to go do the research to do that for you. But I think the onus really is on us is to just create meaningful connections that create a support system that encourages us to show up in hard spaces with each other just to be heard, that encourages us to explore our passions and embrace our strengths and stay true to who we are. These connections can offer fresh perspectives, guidance, and maybe even collaboration opportunities that propel us closer to our why. Surrounding ourselves with a supportive network of individuals who uplift and inspire us is essential in our quest for self-discovery and purpose, but I also think that surrounding ourselves with people who encourage us to think differently or encourage us to be uplifted and inspired by some of the challenges that they're also having allows us to have more self-discovery and deeper purpose. It encourages us to show up in the space with love. As we conclude in this episode, I want to encourage you to embark on the journey of self-reflection 
of self-exploration, value alignments, embracing your key strengths, and seeking meaningful connections. Remember, finding your why is a personal and evolving process. It doesn't have to be the charter to doing all of your life work. It can be the charter of doing the work that you're doing right now. And tomorrow it may look different. Next week it could look even more different. But embrace the exploration. Be patient with yourself and trust that with time and self-discovery, your purpose and passion, they will reveal themselves. Thank you for joining me today. Until next time, keep exploring, stay curious, and maybe you'll find the true power of your why. Thanks for tuning in to the show today. If you heard something that helped you, I would love it if you would leave a review and share it with your friends. This helps more people just like you become inspired to move the needle of their big CEO energy into a positive direction. If you would like to learn more about how I can help you streamline and position your business for growth or lead your business as a CEO, feel free to jump into the show notes with all of the links to find me. And don't forget to head over to Instagram so we can be pals. 